Hi, my name is John. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from sex addiction, control issues, fear of failure, and people-pleasing. I grew up in a single-parent home with a mother who was bipolar, heard voices, and who abused me emotionally and sexually. When I was five, my mother had a mental breakdown. She gave away all of her money and possessions, took me to Mexico without any ability to support ourselves, and we wandered Mexico for six months, sleeping in the streets, in shanties, and in random hotels with other people. Eventually, we were captured by the authorities and placed under house arrest while we awaited deportation to the United States. During this time, I had to witness the guard assigned to us sexually abuse my mom and another woman who was also being held with us. Upon arriving back in the United States, we were dropped off in Oakland, California, but still homeless. We lived on the streets, eventually led into Salvation Army shelter, and later brought into the system and placed into a residential hotel by the state and eventually put into Section 8 housing. We were on welfare and food stamps and lived in a very rough area with robberies, rapes, murders, drugs, as common neighborhood events. It was during this season that my mother sexually abused me. When I was around 10, my mother started new medications that allowed her to have some normalcy. Our lives began to change. For the first time in my life, we started attending church where I became active in the youth group there. But although active in the church, I was also sexually active with girls my age. I was learning about God, but the church we attended was not teaching from the Bible and was mixed with a lot of untruths about God, Jesus, and man. During this period, I solidified my faith in a creator God who would intervene in our lives, but I did not have any idea of who Jesus was or how to process the different facets of my life. I practice a works-based faith. I learned to fit in at church, to fit in at home, and to fit in with friends. I became a chameleon. When I was 15, my mother stopped taking her medications, and her life began to spin out of control. On two occasions, the voices uh, she heard told her to kill me. But I had no other place to go, so I would lock my door at night and was prepared with an escape plan. At 16, I filed for and was granted emancipation by the court. The only way I believed I could be safe was to be in control of my own life. I later met a girl who also had had a hard childhood. We were married on my 18th birthday and had two kids by the time I was 20. Around this time, I decided organized religion was bad, but God was real. I began to de develop my own self-serving theology, placing God into a box that fit my idea of who he should be. I did not consult scripture or others, but declared myself a Christian without prayer, God's word, or God's people. In large part, due to the trauma of my youth, I made safety and security my idols and sought sexual release as a path to rest and peace. As a young father, I was driven by a terrible fear of failure and belief that my role was to provide money and a safe home, but had no idea how to be a husband or parent. I worked seven days a week, multiple jobs, for years. I spent very little time with my wife or children, and instead spent my downtime with guy friends or playing video games. When I was home, I focused my attention on my kids, but not my wife. 
I provided her with no emotional or spiritual support. We grew apart, and instead of leaning into our marriage, I looked outward, leading to emotional and physical affairs. The result of my workaholism, sexual behaviors, and neglect of my wife's needs was divorce after 14 years. When my ex-wife left, I was suddenly a single dad with two kids who were hurting, and I was not equipped to help them. I turned to counseling, but not to God. I was not fully honest with my counselor, selectively sharing my past, excluding my sexual abuse from childhood, and only owning up to being a largely absent husband, but not to my infidelity. Even in seeking help, I was keeping secrets. I later met Christy, the woman who would become my second wife. I was convinced this marriage would be better, but I was still me. After we were married, my workaholism, self-centered focus, and situation-controlling actions quickly caused my new bride to become overwhelmed. Within a few months of marriage, I realized we were rapidly headed for divorce. It was at this time in 2009 that Christy and I got on our knees for the first time and prayed to God for and asked God to save us from ourselves. We sought out and found a local church that preached the Bible. We joined a marriage ministry for couples, we engaged in biblical community, and on our first wedding anniversary, we were baptized. We were all in, and it was some of the sweetest time I've ever experienced in my life. I was convicted of who God was, who Jesus was, and knew I had been adopted into sonship. We did not, however, have a recovery ministry and I had a lot of unresolved baggage. In 2012, my job moved us to Dallas and we soon found Watermark. In 2013, a 25-year-old single mom with a four-year-old daughter came to live with us. I knew immediately this was not a good idea as I felt a physical attraction to the mother, but I did not say anything. I quickly became dad to the little one and co-parent and coach to the mom. I came to Regen in 2014 to work on myself, but was unwilling to share my attraction and growing fantasies with this other woman. So I held back my prior infidelity and my sexual fantasies. Although I did gain some healing after confessing and facing my abuse as a child, I did not address my current sin, which allowed my desires to grow. Over the years, I crossed the line multiple times, growing an emotional attachment to this woman, finding excuses to hang out with her, and encouraging drinking together so she would lower her guard. I hid my desires and fantasies from anyone who would speak truth to me. I was isolating, desiring my own way, and unwilling to let my real thoughts be known. I would turn to porn and masturbation to deal with my desires and find temporary relief. But porn began to normalize my fantasies. The more I turned to porn, the more normal my thoughts became. Eventually, porn and masturbation were not enough for me, and in a foolish attempt to prevent myself from acting out at home, I turned outside of the home for sexual gratification. On October 3rd, 2020, the controlled world I had worked so hard to create exploded. I found myself out of my house, but back in Regen. Over the following weeks in 2020, while praying over scripture, I was convicted and shared everything I had been hiding for years, all of it. I confessed to my mentor first, then my wife, my community group, Watermark leadership, my kids, and also my wife's family. What was different the second time? I had truly reached the end of myself. I wanted nothing to do with who I had been. I realized how broken I was, 
I was completely disgusted with myself and my sin. I'd hurt everyone I claimed to love and care for. No one was unharmed in my actions. I'd lied to everyone I knew about who and what I was. Romans 7.18 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. When I think about what was different during my first and second times in Regen, I land on step three, trust. My first time in Regen, I did not trust God enough to fully share. Because I was unwilling to fully share, when I got to step four, inventory, step five, confess, and step six, repent, I was not able to find true help and healing. This meant I was unable to address those deeper issues, and they continued to fester and grow. My second time through, I knew I could no longer control anything. So in step three, trust, I shared everything. Trusting God allowed me to be fully transparent with my inventory, enabling my issues to be addressed in subsequent steps. Through these steps, God has restored my marriage to Christy. We still have rough days, but we're closer now than we've ever been. My life looks totally different as I have surrendered everything to the Lord. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says, But God, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I now have the privilege of going through Regen a third time, this time as a step group leader. God continues to teach me more and more as I, as I walk the steps again with these faithful men. Although our group commences tonight, we are not done. I continue to learn what it means to have daily dependence on God. He has richly blessed me and Christy with an amazing community group surrounding us with love and surrounding us with Christ followers who unconditionally love us. If this is your first time at Regen, welcome. We're so glad you're here. If I can encourage you on your first night or on the night you commence, it's this. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed. God wants, to, God wants you to experience freedom from sin and the peace that only he can provide. I'm so thankful for this ministry in my life. This is a safe place where through God, I have found true healing. My name is John, I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from sex addiction, control issues, fear of failure, and people pleasing. To God be all the glory.